Welcome to the Post-COVID Church Podcast with your host, Stuart Kellogg. My guests, Bobby and Lydia Gowen, and we're going to hear about uh, how this pandemic and church closing has led to a home church movement. Bobby and Lydia Gowen are happily married, have five kids ranging ages 17 to 2. Bobby works full-time as an internationally licensed plumber, and Lydia stays home with their children. Recently, Bobby was called into ministry by the Lord Jesus, and now pastors a home church. Their passion is loving God, being disciples, making disciples, and reaching the lost. Their mission field is where their feet are, and that's in the Wichita, Kansas area. Welcome, Bobby and Lydia. Thank you for having us. If you could each uh, tell us about your walk with Christ. Bobby, why don't we start with you? Okay. Um, I grew up at a faith-based school. Um, when I was of age, when I was a teenager, I walked away from the Lord, fed uh, my flashlight Solomon, and uh, about five years ago, God called me by name and was baptized and been chasing him ever since. Lydia? Hi. Um... So my road was hard. Um, I grew up in a Christian home. I was raised Catholic, though. Um, I knew um, the Word of God. I knew the stories of the Bible, but I just didn't know God personally as my Savior. And so I'm thankful for the walk that I had. I struggled with drugs for 15 years. I lost everything, um, including almost my marriage, my children, my home my health, um, almost my life, um, my family, everything. And outside of church, Jesus came here and, and rescued me and delivered me and picked me up and cleaned me up and put me in my right mind and built my family back together and built my home and, 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 and did an amazing work in my life. So Amen. that's our story. Yeah. Incredible story. Well, you are both members of a local church. Uh, the doors closed. You saw that as an opportunity. Many uh, people are in their homes just watching services online, but you instead began a house church. Tell us yes. how that began. Well, uh, I take the role of spiritual leader of my household real serious. So uh, we started having service here with our children, and we were at dinner with our um, some friends of ours, and they were really interested in about having church together. And so we met and it was really more of like a Bible study at first. And then uh, God really called me into the ministry. And that's when sermons started happening in discipleship. How did the other family members get together and it, it become a regular part of the service? Well, at our other church, we were kind of the misfits. You know, God kind of, we all have really similar stories of redemption, of God just breathing new life into us. So uh, we were, we knew of what God can do with broken things. We knew, uh, we, had a, we had a good connection with a lot of people inside the church. Very much. And so. we're still friends with a lot of people inside the church. But there, um, we didn't want to stop having church. Right. And so for us, this is our passion. Like, this is what we do. But God just showed us um, 
you know, when we gathered, he called Bobby to be a pastor. I mean, the, the Lord spoke to Bobby and told him to pastor. And once he did that, God just started bringing people and somebody would invite somebody and then somebody else would invite somebody or, you know, somebody would invite somebody from Working Men of Christ or we would meet somebody that we didn't know that we had prayed for and they would come. So it was really whoever God brought to us right. after God called Bobby to pastor and God gave us a word every week for for everyone that would come it really it was, was amazing <laughs> it really wasn't us putting anything together god really put it together right tell us what so, a typical uh, sunday's like what a typical service is like how many are there how it's structured um it really depends because yeah. it's summertime and we're all family you know so sometimes they're on vacation sometimes there's generally 10 families or so uh we open up with with prayer and praise um we for for so long we would pray a prayer on one sunday and the next sunday we'd have a praise report of that prayer that we prayed together as a, as a body of believers it was just amazing um so we would in the beginning when we do a prayer and praise let me let me um so we eat we eat at the yeah. beginning we eat together as a group um, we, whoever has it at their house, we prepare uh, something for all of us to eat. We eat with our kids. We talk about our week and, and then we do prayer and praise and our children do. And during that time, our children get together. And, um, so half the time we'll have the older children teach the little children because we really want the children to be involved. And sometimes in, in outside, in, in a big church setting, everybody's in their own special group. So we wanted to involve the children in that way, but then sometimes we'll split and the, and the middle schoolers and high schoolers will be together and they'll be reading the Bible together and then discussing what God taught them. Um, and so we, it's, it's very, it's a, it's different. We're learning. We're, <laughs> but sometimes our prayer and praise takes an hour or 30 minutes because we earnestly want to pray for people right. and we see that God's answering and, um, and then we have praise reports, so we want to we want to praise them for the prayers that we that we have had um, answered because it's it's really encouraging to everybody to see that God is with us and and then right. you know um, he's hearing us. So I'm speaking with uh, Bobby and Liddy uh, Goen of the Wichita area, and they have started a home church in the midst of this shutdown. Of course, as COVID rages, people are told not to just mask but to be socially distant. Sounds as if you're not. Is that we aren't. We aren't. We and, are not. And we are okay that if somebody wants to come and wear a mask, then that is perfectly fine. Our children are going to have to go to school in masks. But um, we do not require that, and we gather, and that's what we do. And we've gathered through this whole thing, and we have never stopped gathering, and we will not stop gathering because that is our right as children of God. Um, to get together and to celebrate. Well, God, you fear for the health of, of the folks because you're together, because, you know, it could happen, right? It could happen. It could happen, but God didn't give us a spirit of fear. And here is the thing that I have stood on, is that God numbers our days, right? So whether the Lord takes me because of COVID, it, did, it wasn't COVID that killed me. It was because the Lord gave me this much time on the earth. And that's when the Lord said it was my time. Right. I don't control my time on the earth. And I don't control somebody else's time. And if I'm in fear of the only time I've been given, 
then I'm really not stewarding what God's given me in that time. Right. So I have to walk in that truth that, you know, he's the giver of my life and he will take my life when that time comes and receive me. It, it sounds as if uh, for what you're saying, it's really the Holy Spirit has drawn a lot of people to you. Do you have yes, some uh, either stories or uh, quotes you want to share from uh, some of the members? Oh, very much so. <laughs> um, we have um, uh, we have some comments we have from some of our members. Um, and please, not meant to be offensive to anybody. These are just these are all people that love the church and and love our church. And this is just some of the things that they've said. So. Um, it's, she says, how good is our God, our Holy Father, that he would stop our whole world from spinning for a moment to awaken his children to the blindness of their actions and the emptiness in their hearts. Through this, he gave us quiet from all the noise and distractions to allow us to seek him through his word rather than spoon-fed messages and through relationships within our congregation. God has revealed during this that there is no organization, no sermon, no gathering greater than the power of the word of our Lord and the life-altering peace that can be found in him and seeking his will. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your redirection and for calling your children out of the chaos into deeper relationship with you, praising God that we are the New Testament church. And one said, it is so good to do home church. I was feeling overwhelmed with the routine of church and the same weekly thing. Home church is so much more personal, allows us to go deeper in relationship with God and each other. I love that we are not constrained by time, and there is no limit on us to worship together in God's word. It allows the Holy Spirit to work and move in our midst. I love that all of our children are together in one place doing church together. We are family, misfits, but perfectly fit together by God. And another says, I believe now that the church was meant to be in close relation with others. Sitting in a pew on Sunday and going home and repeat every week does not develop relationship and build disciples. How do we then encourage and train that in a church setting? Love truly is powerful. Blessed my daughter is able to witness how deeply we pray for people and continue to do so throughout the week. She sees God answering our prayers, and now she, at her young age, believes that God listens to her and he does deliver us from evil. And all we have to do is believe and we call on his name. And I have two more quickly. We have been given a gift from God, the opportunity to engage with and build a personal relationship with the word of God, not preaching to, but preaching with, finding strength and courage in Jesus' word, not fear and trembling of this drunken world events, but of love, power, and a sound mind through Jesus Christ. And it has been insightful to hear the way God works in real people's lives, not just the broad blanket thrown over us all. It allows me to see the specific ways God works in the lives of believers. We are seeing the word in the lives of normal people. It's true. It's filling So some of the comments from some people that come and and the what they're getting from it, and that this can be done inside your home, and that you know there is a blessing sometimes in that smaller setting because you you get to really see the people and their need. And you get to see God in in the midst. Just like he, he built us in unity as a body. So like if my finger, you know, needs to get to my arm, there's a wrist in between. Like, you know, there's all these things. And, and we're getting to see how they fit together and how beautiful that is when they fit together. And sometimes you miss that. And so that's something that we're really getting to experience. 
So do you see your church growing or once it gets to a certain size, splitting off so that you don't get big like the other churches? I mean, what, what's your vision? So what do you see? We haven't really had a vision on that because we don't know. This is like God just said, okay, and, and here you go and follow me. And so that's really been where we're at is follow me. But in order for us to be any bigger or get bigger, we would have to figure out space-wise. And um, so I think that we would have to pray, of course. But the point is, is for groups to do this. The point is, is for, you know, the benefit of the home church, the benefit of being able to, you know, be in that close relationship. And I think to plant and to disciple is, is, is always key. been the, the goal for us that God's drawn us to. He's called us into discipleship and we must disciple others. And I think sometimes in a bigger setting, um, you can miss out on that discipleship because discipleship is hard. You have to it really is. obey the word of God and you have to follow wherever God's called you, not where, you know, you may not be the meet and greet at the front door. God may have called you to go down to the McDonald's down the street and go minister to somebody that you know needs the Lord Jesus. And so sometimes discipleship looks a little different. <laughs> well, and you, know, you said, Lydia, that you, you said the true church will be refined through this. Um, finally, I'd like to ask each of you, in the sense, do you see, and, and our whole focus on this project is the post-COVID church, how we're going to come out on the other side. So do you, how do you see the church coming out? That's a very difficult question to answer. Um, I know there's no way for me to go back to another church. I think that our group, we are, we are, we're our own church. You know, the, we were, the church is the people, not the building, you know? So I just know that we're called to do this and that's what we're going to do. I know that, we're just going to walk in obedience and seek God's will and stay within that as close as we can. So for me, I, <laughs> I don't know what the other side of COVID looks like, but I do know that the dream that everything's going to go back. I, I don't believe that. And I, and I believe for people that are looking for the way back, are missing moving forward with God. They're right. missing they're missing the opportunity to live in this time as a believer. And they're missing that chance to be that voice and that light to everybody that is in such desperate need right now. We are living in the most amazing time and the most craziest time. But, but isn't that where, where God shines when people are in need? Mm -hmm. So no matter where, where COVID goes, the church follows Christ. That's who we follow, and, and he told us what to do. So we implement that, we love that, and we live that no matter what happens tomorrow, and no matter where hope it goes, we, we go where God tells us to go, and that's out there. <laughs> well, you are an inspiring couple. Thank you so much. been speaking to Bobby and Lydia Goen from Wichita, Kansas, and in the midst of this pandemic, they've started a house church, and it is growing. Thank you both for being part of the post Thank you. Thank you, Stuart. Thank you. All the very best. You've been listening to the Post-COVID Church Podcast. I'm Stuart Kellogg. Our mission to plan and serve the post-pandemic world.
Thank you for listening to the Post-COVID Church Podcast. For more, go to the Post-COVID Church group on Facebook. Facebook.